Hi, and welcome back to The Positive Success Show. I'm your host, Dominique Narciso, and I help creative and entrepreneurial women build a mission-driven business. I'm also the author of Live Your New Story, Discover Your Best Self, and Live Your Best Life, a certified high-performance coach and an international speaker on success, positivity, and leadership. So welcome, everyone, to episode number 92, Success is About Meaning, with Samantha Carlin. Samantha is the CEO of Empower Global, She's the founder of the Women's Leadership Challenge and also the host of the show, Samantha Politics, where she takes a feminist lens on international affairs. So Samantha is another powerhouse female entrepreneur and leader that I've met through my own journey, and she has totally inspired me to continue to level up on my impact, continue to level up on my education, and continue to level up on my vision. You know, what she's doing is she's equipping women leaders across various industries, all industries, you know, to, to, to step up, to step up and really pursue their vision for success, really empower others to build their own vision of success and, and create a collaborative environment where, you know, people are growing and learning and building and contributing to a larger cause. You know, Samantha has, um, has an incredible background in gender analysis and, yeah, so she's she's great. She's awesome. I can't wait for you to listen to her stories. I can't wait for you to be inspired by, you know, her actions because you too, like if you have a vision and you have skills and you got a and you have passion, you know, you can totally create work for yourself, create a vision for yourself, create a career or a business or even a side project for yourself that can be very that can be very impactful not just for your own self-fulfillment, but also in terms of growing others, in terms of helping others build and and become their better selves. All right, everyone. I'm going to let you listen to Samantha. She's amazing. Make sure you're taking notes. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Positive Success Show. I have an amazing guest with us today. Her name is Samantha Carlin. And she is the founder of Empower Global, a women's leadership accelerator. And she's also the podcast host of Samantha Politics, which is based on foreign affairs with a feminist lens. So amazing to have you on the show, Samantha. Delighted to be here. And apologies that my voice is a little, little hoarse today. <laughs> all good. All good. So, Samantha, can you share with our audience how you've taken uh, your knowledge of and your passion for foreign affairs and women's leadership and applied it to the work that you do today. How long do we have? Um, <laughs> you know, this show, this show usually goes, you know, for <laughs> as long as, as long as we need, as long as we need, but I guess maybe just some, some pivotal points in your, in your career um, that really shifted you towards, you know, that the work that's most meaningful to you, because I think we all go through that evolution um, of what, you know, what a career is, what we want to do in the world, how we want to contribute. And I particularly find your, what you do, like it's, it's refreshing and it's delightful. And it's also challenge. It challenges the status quo. Um, yeah. So, so what you do is it's needed in the world. Um, and so I'd love to hear maybe just the few years right before you started to transition towards what you Sure. Do. Sure. So I think that, you know, a lot of my thinking around women's leadership really, well, my master's degree is in international relations with a focus on gender analysis from the Fletcher School, which Fletcher is amazing. And I will say like my professors were just 
badass women. Hope I'm allowed to curse on this podcast. Um, like one of my professors, Kim Tyden, she was basically was supposed to get tenure at Harvard. She was um, fired because she was outspoken on behalf of victims of sexual assault. And then she sued Harvard. And now she's a tenure professor at Fletcher. And she was always the kind of person that was like, like, I'll never forget when I was like, I think I want to do journalism. I don't even know. She was like, I was going to um, volunteer for the Hillary Clinton for the midterms. And she was like, well, go record some interviews. This is before I even had a podcast. And I was like, what do you mean? Just like set up shop and record some interviews? She's like, yeah. It's like, okay. So I like took a camera and like I borrowed a camera from like the student center at Fletcher and set up shop like in front of like one of the voting booths in New Hampshire and just interview people. They're like, what podcast is this for? And I was like, it's my podcast. I didn't even have a podcast. Um, and I just you know, recorded interviews. Those were still some very interesting interviews from Trump supporters, swing voters, uh, not, you know, they were actually pretty formative. And then I created like a website around that. And I think the reason I say that is like with entrepreneurship, there's always like the first iteration is not really the last. Like that was like my first iteration of like, oh, like what would like a podcast look like, right? Um, but then after graduate school, I um, worked for an organization called Ashoka, and Ashoka was really pivotal in my thinking um, because Ashoka does basically supports amazing change makers around the world with funding, with support. Uh, and what I started to realize after being at Ashoka and primarily working with the women's rights activists was that these women were a incredible and they were doing they were they were leading and changing systems in ways that was different from the way that I always thought leadership looked mm -hmm. and I was just I was amazed by them mm -hmm. and I did a bunch of interviews for another podcast that I never really published and Ashoka decided they didn't want because it I don't know they didn't like it for some reason and uh just but I was just curious you know I was interviewing these women about leadership styles and how did they create change and and who were they and how did they surmount obstacles from you know, this is women who are fighting the Taliban in Pakistan and working on genital mutilation in, in Kenya and uh, poverty reduction in Mexico and femicide in Argentina. So this is not, these are not jokes. Like these are really serious issues. And these women are up against unbelievable challenges, um, many to their lives. I mean, Hasina Karbe, who now usually comes to speak to the cohort, was her driver was driven off the road when she was in the car and he died immediately. And I mean, her life was in danger and she went back and continues to do her work. So that's really where I started to put the pieces together of like, oh, like the way that women are doing things is different than what, like, I think I still have this book on my shelf. Yeah. I mean, this leadership book on my shelf for my undergrad class mm -hmm. and like, it's all male authors mm -hmm. and there's like one chapter on women, but it's not even about women leading. It's about women getting to the top. That's not the same as women leading. Mm. Like women's leadership is different. So I think Ashoka was really the first. Um, and then I jump started the study at Ashoka about women's leadership, and they did all these interviews. And that's you. You read that in the women's leadership course, um, the Change Makers report. And a lot of those women were women that came to this convening I did in Italy of fifteen women social entrepreneurs to understand systems change and leadership better. And you know the report I wrote from that event in Bellagio was the beginning of this bigger report. So that's really where the women's leadership, like the, I would say like the new stuff yeah, started to marinate and shape. So let me stop there for yeah. a moment and just see if you have any follow-up. Yeah, no, that's, this is, this is great. And I love that you started off with 
you know, your professor that encouraged you just interview people. And and you did, and you just jumped in and you interviewed, you're like, what? Like, just do it. It's like, yeah, just do it. And and I think, you know, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, but just even from like a person that wants to create social impact, you don't have to wait to do something to get your to get started. And I think the fact that you even did that, you know, just shows naturally like you are entrepreneurial. And, yeah. you know, because you're passionate enough about the topic, uh, you're gonna go find the information. And I love that. I love, I love that you just jumped in. So anyone that's listening or watching to this episode, you know, when you're curious about something, just do it and give yourself permission to do it. Just do it. And then second, Samantha, I love that you said, I was just curious. Can you mm -hmm. elaborate more on that curiosity and what kind of like what gave you the confidence and the courage to pursue pursue that? Because I think I believe that a lot of men and women are curious about things in the world or pursuing something, but they're not quite sure how to start. Like how what 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 like led you to just keep going? Yeah. So the the second thing that kind of happened was I was at so talking about like the inflection point, right? I was living in Spain with my ex-boyfriend at the time and he was in business school and I'd gotten a job that was for a tech company mainly just so I could work remotely. It was a cool job. He was the global community manager of tech for a tech company. It wasn't like, you know, be all end all of my life, right? It was just like, I want to live abroad and, you know, be in love and travel around Spain and also have an income. Uh, and I lost my job that year in like March of 2019 uh, because I raised some red flags, ethical red flags that I was not in agreement with. Like my values have always been very strong and was laid off unceremoniously um, for, you know, reasons that they, I don't even remember what they said at the time. And so I was like, what am I going to do next? And so what's kind of interesting is like, I think sometimes to things are circumstantial. I think something that was actually pretty important was the fact that I was living in Spain and I wanted to stay and I didn't have a visa to work in Spain. So to get a job in Spain was would have been very difficult. I would have had to come back to the US and submit all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And at the same time, I also looked at the Spanish salaries and realized, I mean, talk about American privilege. Yeah. There, you know, there's no country that pays like we do. I mean, America, sorry, we, your audience, I'm sure is global, but America and the UK, it was just the highest salaries that you see anywhere. Yeah. And so I found out that in Spain, I would be making, you know, a third of what I'd been making from an American company and I have to work more. And I was just like, wait, what? No, I don't want to do that. So, so I'll tell you another entrepreneurial thing that happened. Um, so I, there was a, I was kind of flailing around like, okay, I don't have a work visa. Maybe I'll start my own business. I was like, what should I, what should I teach? And, and that's where you start to think about, okay, like, what am I good at? Yeah. What does the world need? And what will people pay me for? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And oh, and what do I enjoy? Mm -hmm. Right. What bring what brings me joy? Mm -hmm. What am I good at? What will the world pay? Me? What, what does the world need? And what what will people pay me for? Mm -hmm. And so first, I was like public speaking because I used to be an opera singer and an actress, and I love to perform. <laughs> and I knew a woman in DC who has like a public speaking training firm that was doing really well. But I wasn't like, I, I wasn't so passionate about teaching public speaking. I just I wasn't. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then there was a conference called the Horasis Extraordinary Meeting in Portugal, which is invite only. 
I managed to somehow finagle myself an invite. I don't remember how. And then I managed to finagle myself from, oh, and then I saw there was a woman speaking at the conference that I was a LinkedIn connection with. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to her to say, I'd love to meet you at the conference, whatever. And she said, oh, actually, I'm not going anymore because it was an unpaid speaking thing. I have a paid speaking thing. So I emailed the conference organizer and said, hey, I heard that this panel, which is about the Me Too movement, mm-hmm. she's not coming. This is my expertise. I'd be happy to speak. And so he was like, oh, great. Like, sure. Loved you. And then I was spoken this DEI panel. And then I was the most knowledgeable person on the DEI panel. I mean, they had another story for another time. Some guy tells some story that totally contradicted gender equality. Um, but then, you know, I schmoozed with the conference organizer. Frank was a lovely guy. And he's like, you know, we have a Me Too panel tomorrow. You want to speak on that? So I went from not being invited to this conference at all to speaking on two panels. <laughs> and <laughs> it was like, you know, but I, I mean, I, I hustled, you know, like I, I found creative ways to, you know, I, I looked for like, you know, entrepreneurship is like looking for opportunities. Right. Yeah. And I didn't really like have a purpose at that time. I just was like, oh, like I want to speak at this cool conference. Oh, and my ex-boyfriend was going as like a note taker for his grad school. Um, so I was like, okay. And then I had this, this is, I think this story is just so important. I had this breakfast with a bunch of women. It was like 10 women. So this is pre-women's leadership challenge, 10 women, somebody that I met at like the happy hour was like, do you want to come to this breakfast tomorrow with these 10 women? I was like, sure. So we had this circle of breakfast, you know, 10 women from around the world, just talking about what we're up to. And having like asks and gives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love the concept of ask and give because it's like, okay, I'm willing to be generous, mm-hmm. but I'm also not afraid to ask what I want. And at that point I was like, I don't know what to do with myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I I have, I have this, um, you know, I kind of want to start a business, but doing what? And like, how do I make money? And like, so that inflection point that you're talking about. Yeah. But like that stopping point. And I mentioned I was speaking on the Me Too panel. And one of the women who was this brilliant scientist came to hear me speak on the Me Too panel. And and this is not to brag, but I, I mean, my master's is in gender analysis and women's rights, and I've lived and traveled all over the world. I was the most knowledgeable person on that panel, bar none. It was, it was, it was very obvious because a lot of the times, especially for any type of women's panel, they'll have women on it that have been successful or like they'll just be on it because they're women, but not because they actually have any expertise in women's rights or gender. Mm -hmm. It's just like talking about their lived experience as a woman, which is valuable, but I am a subject matter expert in that field. Mm -hmm. So I should have known more than somebody who's a VP at some corporation who does marketing. Like that's not her expertise. And so after the panel, you know, this BBC reporter comes up to me and she's like, oh my God, you were so knowledgeable. Like, mm-hmm. can I have you as a source for stuff? Yes. And then the scientist I met at the breakfast came up to me and she said, Sam, why don't you do some kind of business around like women's rights? You're so passionate about it. You're so knowledgeable. Like it just, you're, you're, it, you shine, you're, you sound like, you know, you're talking, like do something around this. And so that was the first kind of aha and, and people have this myth that it's like, oh, you have this one mentor who's like the person that guides you the whole way. Like, I, I don't remember this woman's name, but I'll always be grateful mm-hmm. because she she observed, she listened, she saw me, she took the time and she was like, this is what you should do. 
Mm-hmm. And that was the beginning, I will say. That's, I mean, just, just, it gives me goosebumps uh, listening to the story because it was a series of events and nudges, but like the whole time it was like right in front of you because that's who you are. And, you know, you had to have, not had to, but just based on where you put yourself and the, your hustle, like all of, like even speaking on the panel, it led you, it led you to that, to that conclusion. And I think it's, it's so amazing and, and quite, and, and what I love about what you have done, Samantha, is that you've taken a hard subject and you've, you've made something creative out of it. You've made a, I mean, a business mm-hmm. around it because I think a lot of change makers in the world, they'll like, they'll have an idea. They're passionate about it. They're like, Oh, how do you even make this into a business? And the fact that you have is just in and of itself, a huge, uh, a huge leap in terms of people seeing what you're doing and imitating you and being like, Oh, like, look, Samantha did it. Now I can do it too. Like based on the topic that I'm passionate about. And so that's why I think your story is so important to highlight because no matter what you want to pursue, it's like, you know, building a business, creating widgets or building a business, you know, making social change. As long as you have the qualities that you, you've definitely demonstrated over the past several years, you, you can do it. I mean, when I'm, I'm listening to you, you're like, oh, I hustled and I got on the panel in a conference that I wasn't even invited to. It's like, that, is, <laughs> that, that if, you know, like for the folks listening, just, just imagine that, like make a way like Samantha here is, is a clear example, like, you know, make, create your own opportunities by just asking. I love it. I love it. Um, so Samantha, in terms of helping others, you know, really, you know, at that point where they're like, I don't know what to do with myself, what advice would you give them? Like two or three pieces of advice would you give them to help them take that first step in the direction that they want to in terms of their dream or something that they're passionate about? How would you, how would you advise them now knowing all the stuff that you know, because you've like, you've been through it and, and you're here, you know, with your own podcast, you know, running the women's leadership challenge, what, what pieces of advice would you give them? Say hire Dominique as your coach. (laughs) If you haven't already, she's fabulous and has amazing energy. Uh, No, but I I really do think that having a coach is really important and, and beyond, um, beyond a therapist, you know, every, well, I don't want to say everyone has a therapist. Everyone should have a therapist. I have a therapist, but I don't talk to my therapist about my business. You, you know, like I talked to him about my mom and my sister fighting and how I can't handle it. Right. Yeah. Like that's, that's what I talk to my therapist about. Like not about like, how do I create a sales funnel to have women apply for the women's leadership challenge? Right. Like, so, you know, hire a coach. And I would say also you need like someone who's emotional support and kind of cheerleader and also somebody who um, I ended up taking a very expensive sales and marketing class that I wasn't intending to take. Yeah. And you know, I, you know, I have to give credit to Alex at clients in abundance. He called out my crap and was like, how long are you going to sit on this before you start doing something? And I had so many small hesitations that just, do I put my price on the website? Do I not? Like, why am I worthy of even like selling this product that no one's taken? Cause when I, when I launched the program, like there's no, there's no proof. Like now I have testimonials of women being like, Oh my God, it changed my life. You have to do this. Like then I, I didn't have anything. I was asking people to trust me and believe me. And, you know, I was selling myself essentially. And an idea, which is that we've been taught leadership by men for the last bazillion years. And we need a new style of leadership. If we're going to stop the world from sinking forest fires from happening, Roe v. Wade being overturned, wars in Ukraine, you know, like Afghanistan going back to the dark ages, like we need different styles of leadership. And so I think it was also a vision I was enrolling people in. Uh, So 
but getting those coaches of like business coaching and also like your kind of like positive psychology coach who can really, really just like support you. And like, when like, you're like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. They're like, mm-hmm. no, no, you can. And here are the people that are waiting for you to serve them. And you're doing a disservice mm-hmm. by not making your program available. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. And I will say like, when I started the women's leadership challenge, the, it was much, much cheaper than it is now. Like it was like a beta price. Uh, and like, it was just a lot cheaper. Cause I was like, okay, you know, it's it still, it was eight modules, uh, at the time. Now it's 15, probably end up being 16. And I'm even thinking I kind of want it to be a year and be 25. Cause I like, there's so, there's so many aspects of leadership plus women's rights, plus personal development to work on. Like there's stuff I want to add that I haven't even put in. Um, like I'm working on like growth mindset and all this new stuff. So, so I think that's the first thing is that you don't have to do it alone. Yeah. And that's the, that's the same ethos of the women's leadership challenge that I teach this six months transformative leadership course is women, a lot of them join because they want support from one another. And some are entrepreneurs like you, some are not, but to have the feedback of a group of really smart, ambitious women and the positive energy to do stuff is just, it's invaluable uh, and a safe space to talk through the, 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 um, I met a coach once and she said that, you know, the, the little voice in your head, like give it a name, you know, to, to talk through this voice. That's like, well, you know, your imposter syndrome voice and you're, well, who do you have the right to be doing this? And you're, I have a million questions. And because I have questions and I'm confused, I'm just going to use as an excuse not to take action. Yeah. So like, I, yeah. So I would say coaching is, so I'll stop there first before I give my next tidbit to see if you have any feedback. Okay. Yeah. No, I I think it's just, just that piece of advice. Like don't do it alone. I, I think as you say that, um, and, and identifying as like a high achieving person, I thought before, like I had to figure it out all on my own, like I, cause I've, I've always, I always did, but then coming into entrepreneurship, I'm like, oh, you have to have mentors. You have to have advisors. You have to have people that are going to help guide you and ask you questions because they've already been there, you know, to help pull you through to the other side. And I think that's, that in and of itself is, is a huge, I mean, huge piece of a huge piece of advice. that's very valuable. And I, and I keep asking and it's, it's vulnerable sometimes. And there's, you know, you also have to be respectful of knowing like, okay, when, when is someone, when, when does someone really want to help me and not charge for it? Hmm. And when is someone, when do I need to say, okay, I'm going to offer you money, right. Or something in exchange of, and that's a balancing act too, because sometimes you get to the point too, where you're like, okay, I just need to hire people, mm-hmm. but you can always ask. And like, I, you know, just a shout out to Tori Graf, who was my first person who did the program. She coined the term, build your own damn table. And she continues to be a resource. Like just today I sent her my baseline assessment questions for the women's leadership challenge. Cause I want to start doing a survey and was like, do you mind taking a look at this? I mean, she's our only corporate sponsor. So shout out to Trillium Creative Solutions, which is learning and development. But, um, you know, would you mind taking a look at this? Like, this would really help me out. I've had women from the class even offer and be like, hey, like this, you could have done this better in this class. Or here's some tips from when I was an instructional designer. And so continuing to ask and get feedback and give people opportunities to help you while still saying to them, like, especially if you're asking for stuff, and not paying, like, what can I do to serve you? Like, what can I do to help you? Mm-hmm. Whether it's coaching or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is to be of service to them. And some, 
people will say like, I don't, I don't need anything from you. Like I want to help because I'm successful and I've been there. Um, and, and I, I recently, like for the first time, like took a, a girl under my wing for free as like a mentor. And I, I was very careful not to do that for years because it's my business. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I just, I was like, I'm at the financial point where I don't have to have private clients. I don't necessarily even want them. I'd rather do group. Yeah. And I met this young woman who had this incredible life story of like leaving Syria with her family in the war. And she's just like bright and capable. I just really liked her. And I said, you know what? Like you've had a hard go of it. I feel guilty for what my government didn't do to stop the Syrian war, yeah. to put you in the position that you're in now. And she was still successful. I said, let's have a monthly call. We can just chat about career stuff and whatever you want to talk about. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it just the world is like, again, going back to the ask and give this continuous circle of like, okay, this person helped me. So I'm going to go now pay it forward mm. to somebody. Mm. And I had a woman once say to me, Jacqueline Morgan, she's on a call with me. She goes, do you have a mentor? I go, no. She goes, I'm going to mentor you. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I've been doing this mentor program because I wanted to mentor, but I, I haven't really liked it. And I really like you. So I'm going to be your mentor. And so she was another one who wasn't a formal coach, but she really helped me when I was trying to figure out the business and my first proposal and how much to charge and what does a proposal look like that looks professional. And, you know, Jacqueline just did this. She didn't ask for anything in return. So I think it's just like being willing to, to take that from the world and also being willing to give that so that, because women feel a lot of guilt, mm. right. Of like being like, Oh, well, I, you know, I, I don't want to be a burden on people. I don't want to ask for too much. Like, ask, but also give. Mm -hmm. So love it. No, there's so many, so many gems. I'm like, I have to re-listen to this to just write it all down. <laughs> so what I've heard from you so far, Samantha, it's don't do it alone. Ask for feedback. And then the third is pay it forward, which is yeah. just, just such, such an amazing, like little, yeah. Jam packed with a lot of, a lot of wisdom. Um, since we're talking about a lot of women's leadership, can you give the audience a glimpse into the purpose behind the Women's Leadership Challenge and then also what they could expect to learn if they you know, were to choose to, to, to go with it, uh, to try it out, um, to really expand themselves? Because as a participant, I've only gone through one session, but I'm just like, I'm so excited and so um, just, just hopeful for what's gonna come out of it. Like, I don't know what's gonna come out of it, but I do know it's gonna be something freaking awesome. So can you <laughs> give folks an, an idea of what, what, what it looks like, what, what you, what to expect to learn and, and just maybe some, I don't know, just a, a story or, or two, just maybe a story of a success story that, that came out of the women's leadership challenge. Sure. So I like to say the women's leadership challenge is a program to help you step into your power, rise to the top and create social change. So I think there, you know, there is an element of the women that are drawn to the course tend to have a social conscience, right? It's not just, and this is where my program is different or our program is different um, than other programs. And I saw an opportunity is that most programs are like, okay, let's get you to the C-suite of JP Morgan. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, great. But like, what about climate change? And what about women's rights? And what about all these things and mental health crisis? Like there's, we have, we have fundamentally broken problems in our world that need to be solved. And we need smart women working on them. In addition, and I'm not saying you should do that and not 
go make money at JP Morgan, but I also want women to have a, a change lens about them. Uh, so, but the first part of the course is really about stepping into your power. And so that's the first chunk. I call it deconstruction, which is about deconstructing your past. So that's the course that you and I are going to have tonight, which is about, I call it deconstructing your inner patriarchy. So what are the lessons you've been taught about what it means to be a woman or to be a woman somewhere else? What are the systems that oppress women from the media, religion, parents, culture, government? You know, there's so many invisible systems in the world that are telling women how they should look and behave and be and that they literally inherently have less value than men that look at Iran, that they should be policed by people who are more moral than them. And that, you know, which again says that they don't have the, the they don't have the, the competence to make their own decisions. The morality has to be put on top of them and they have to be controlled. And a lot of that stuff can be internalized. And so it's helping people release what the, the past of things they've taught they've been taught and that you might not even know, like for me, my dad was always the breadwinner and my mom's a psychologist and, but always had a side practice. Like she's not the main breadwinner for the house. And so I was always taught like, go marry a rich man. Mm -hmm. And it's only in the last like two years that it's like, oh, or you could make your own money Mm -hmm. and not think that like the only key to success is like marrying wealthy. Mm. And that, that was like a liberating moment for me of like, oh, I don't like my, th this plan of wealth, it could come from me. And how much more powerful is that for me to create my own wealth where I don't have to feel like I'm depending on my spouse and I owe them something for, you know, supporting me financially. And it's very, it's quite liberating. Um, so that's deconstruction. And then we go into what I call individualization. So individualization is what I call understanding who you are. Mm -hmm. So most people base a lot of their value in life on two things. One, comparison with other people, which never works. And two, their extrinsic circumstances. So that could mean they, you know, that they, you know, got a new job or they, you know, have a, a boyfriend or girlfriend or partner that they got the part in the play, that their book is out. So it's all these extrinsic life circumstances. But what happens is, you know, when the chips fall, if your extrinsic world explodes mm -hmm. and you're basing your own value, your value of who you are as a human being on how much money you make, on what job you have, on, you know, who your spouse is, or if you have a partner, on your weight, right? Like if that all falls, like who are you as a person? And so this is where we really deep dive deep into what I call your intrinsic power map, which is your strengths, your personality, your talents, your purpose, your quirks. Uh, your values, the things that really make you, you. And I help women to map those together into like, I call it your unique value proposition, mm -hmm. which helps your self-esteem. It also helps as a business owner, as a nonprofit leader, as a visionary, as a politician, as a somebody negotiating for a salary. You know, one woman walked into the room. She said, you know, here are my top five strengths. She negotiated herself a $25,000 raise. I think she's incredibly competent. She would have gotten the raise anyway. However, I think having that knowledge of her strengths reaffirmed her value for her being like, no, I am worth it of like asking for this much more money. Uh, so that's individualization. Then we deal with advancement. So that's where looking at um, specific strategies to break glass ceilings. So from speaking up for yourself and the barriers to speaking up to, uh, to, 
uh, like negative thought spirals. How do you get out of negative thought spirals to setting boundaries and saying no and the classic things that get in women's way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then from individualization, then we get into, well, there's one class called build your own damn table, which is about feminist entrepreneurship, which is kind of randomly thrown in there for the want to be entrepreneurs. I love it. I love it. Uh, then, then we really get into leadership, right? So the idea of this arc is that you can't be a leader if you're not feeling good about yourself and feeling courage. And a lot of that courage comes from self-awareness and knowledge and support. So then we get into what is feminist leadership? What are the practices? Why is it needed in the world? Case studies of feminist leaders, principles of feminist leadership. Um, and then move from that into how do you create institutional change? Mm-hmm. Along the way, there are speakers that come. Well, I mean, mostly it's it's me, but we got a few pretty awesome speakers. And it's not the idea of the class too, is that it's not just about me because I, I keep the cohort small to under 10 women. I'm creating a lot of space and room for everyone to dialogue with each other. So the biggest aspect of feminist leadership is that I don't know everything. Mm. And that you all, I mean, your cohort, you know, one woman has a $300 million pension fund. Another one runs an, uh, an NGO in Colombia for active citizenship. Another one's working with the Nigerian government. Like another one's been in finance for 25 years. I mean, this is not, these are not, this is not a joke, right? Like these are seriously accomplished women, a diplomat, an air force pilot, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're learning from, from them and getting coaching and support from them as well as me. So I'll stop there pre-success stories, which I could talk about for 20 years. (laughs) No, no, this is, this is, this is great. And I love that you, you just, you broke it down. Uh, First stage is deconstruct your inner patriarchy. Second is individualization. Third advancement. And then fourth, build your own damn table. Um, I think it's, and I love Samantha that you're, you're starting with the the individual because I've taken leadership classes before where it's all about like, okay, what is the problem? How are you going to solve the problem? But then if you're not even aware of your own stuff <laughs> going on, then it's really hard to be an even better leader in that space. Um, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to move us, move us forward. Cause I know we can talk forever. Maybe we need a part two of this, of this podcast. Uh, but essentially I wanted to introduce my audience, you know, everyone to Samantha because Samantha will be speaking at the live your new story virtual summit, which is happening next week. Um, and I, and Samantha, you're going to, I know you're going to blow the audience away. Um, but before we before we close, I, I'd love to know, now that you've learned all that you learned and you've you've heard all the stories from several amazing, you know, women leaders, what is your definition of success today? I think it's creating positive impact in the world and and creating an impact on people's lives. Like the, the meaning that I derive from like Kaisha sending me the the memoir of her life that she started to write in the class that she published as a result about her battle with cancer and foster care. And I mean, like, and like Leslie's series of children's books for children who experienced trauma. That was her dream when she came into the class, having somebody call me and tell me they got, I have an alumni who now has her own, she's a weekend anchor on in um, California for Fox, which, you know, we've, we're talking about that, but she, you know, she has her own show and she's doing reporting from around the world. And th- that was a dream of hers. And so just to see, and it's not, you know, it's not like I'm responsible for everything. Right. But I've had women say like, I, this would not have happened without you. I would not have done this without you. I would not have had the courage to go for this job opportunity, start my book, write my blog, you know, um, 
I mean, so many, so many things like to stand up at work and say, Hey, there's a bunch of things that don't work here with DEI that we need to fix. Yeah. I mean, it's also social change, right? It's not just personal success of seeing, seeing two women that I helped organize a reproductive rights call. And there's now a website called reproductiveautonomy.org, which is a collaboration between two women from previous cohorts that I networked with one another to create this resource on reproductive rights. Like just seeing all of that, like the impact that I'm able to have on people's lives is just trans. It's just, it's, it's, I can have all the money in the world and I wouldn't, it's, there's so much meaning in it. And so I think success to me is really about meaning because, because people can be financially successful, but if they don't have meaning in their lives, they're not happy typically, or they're there's, they feel like there's something missing. Mm. And so I think meaning and success are inextricably tied together. You are Samantha. It's like, I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> left and right no but every time like that that happens like during an interview like I know like you are on your path you are you know speaking truth to power like you were just you were doing everything in your in your power to empower others and I think it's beautiful like the work that you do like entrepreneur to entrepreneur woman to human to human it's like I know you're going to continue to change lives um dramatically uh and I can't wait to like be part of that as well um and so so for the folks that are that are inspired by this conversation, like, you know, whatever dream that you have, whatever, whatever you want to create in the world, like you can do it. Um, and, you know, if you if you are vibing, <clears throat> excuse me, with Samantha, like definitely reach out to her. Samantha, how can uh, how can how can folks contact you? Where do they sign up? Like, what are you where are you on the Internet? <laughs> yeah, the interweb. interweb. So you can sign up for empowers mailing list. You also get a free, your six part free guide to unbeatable confidence. So if you text the word empower, E-M-P-O-W-E-R to 66866, that'll say like, enter your email to be added to the mailing list. There's also a free Facebook group called the Women's Leadership Laboratory, where I post resources a lot. And with the mailing list, I, I send out a lot of all sorts of different trainings around women, not just that I run, but like we'll put your summit in the next newsletter to be sent out. And I, we have like a the woman that's inspiring us this week. So it's like an aggregator of sorts for all these different events around women. Uh, and then the other thing would be Samantha politics. So as Dominique mentioned, I have a show on uh, global politics with a focus on like a feminist lens. The last show we did was on the mass protests happening in Iran with a, a BBC journalist who was in Dubai at the time and getting information from the ground in Iran. So you can, it's, I don't know why I picked the name Samantha politics because no one can spell it, but it's S-A-M-A-N-T-H-R-O-P-O-L-I-T-I-C. So Samantha, it's like a mix of Samantha anthropology and politics. Oh, I, like, I, I love it. I, I, I got it. I got it. I'm like, oh, this is like a, it's, it's a mouthful, but it's, it's definitely unique. <laughs> yeah. That's a mouthful. Uh, but it's too late to change it. And so, you know, please, we're on YouTube, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. And we're also on Spotify and Apple podcasts. So, you know, really helpful to support just production costs um, to go to, you can subscribe there, become a Patreon subscriber, uh, patreon.com slash Samantha Politics One. 
what else? I feel what like else, there's what else you got, Samantha? What else you got? I don't know. You can follow follow me on LinkedIn. I am a prolific LinkedIn poster, much more than a tweeter. If you follow me on Twitter, you won't see anything. If you follow me on LinkedIn, I am always posting resources about DEI, women's leadership, uh, all that sort of stuff. Um, the women's leadership challenge, if you're interested, is womensleadershipchallenge.com. And then if you're from corporate America and you're like, oh, like I want to do this in my company. We also have a version of the Women's Leadership Challenge that we do for corporate America. Just do actually running two sessions tomorrow for an international packaging company, which has been very, very cool. So you can look at empowerglobal.net or the Women's Leadership Challenge. And then our email is info at empowerglobal.net. I love it. You have like, you have it all, all down. I will definitely have this in the show notes so folks can click on the link, connect with you with whichever way that uh, they want to. And Again, Samantha, amazing, amazing work that you're doing in the world. It's been such a pleasure having you on the show. Um, I can't wait to have you on again, like, and see what you're up to and all the all the different awesome things. Can, that I, you're doing. can I ask you something? Yeah. Yeah. What's your definition of success? Oh gosh, turn it, turn the tables around. Turning it back. Turning it back. Oh, you're gonna make me think now. You know, the re- so the reason why I started all of this, uh, becoming an entrepreneur, pursuing work, helping people be their best is that I wanted to be better. And I didn't want my life just to be about mm-hmm. extrinsic achievement. Um, I, I lived a lot of my life doing that. And I found having a family and moving abroad every two to three years, like if I kept chasing that external award, um, I would never be happy mm-hmm. with myself. And so success today is being able to interview and connect with awesome people like you, get inspired, and then, you know, be able to get off this call and you know, go make breakfast for my family and be available. I think that that is time. It's it's time and um, time with family and having meaningful work. It's not just about having a job. It's about having a purpose. And so I think with what I do, that's success. It's it's time with family and doing meaningful work in the world. I love it. It's beautiful. Love it. Thank you. Thank you for thank you for asking me. No one's ever done that to me. I'm like, oh, <laughs> see everyone. That's why you gotta connect with Samantha because she's gonna challenge you. She's gonna, you know, push, she's, I'll push gonna you. she's gonna push you. But I'm against- gonna warn you, I will kick your butt. If you try to tell me you're not applying for some job because you're not qualified, I will get I literally just had this woman, Dominique. She just got a job offer going from being like a conference coordinator to being a senior policy advisor or an undersecretary at a major government agency. And she literally said, like, I coached her through the interview process. Her cohort was like, You have to apply, like, do this. She was like, I'm not qualified. I talked her through all the reasons she was, why she was different from the other candidates, what to focus on, helped her with interview prep. And, you know, I didn't charge her any extra above and beyond the class. Right? She's in my cohort and she got the offer. I mean, it's just, it's so cool, right? It's and so cool. it's so cool. So yeah, you don't have to do it alone, whether you do the Women's Leadership Challenge or get coaching from Dom or, or both. Like, that's just... I don't remember what my point was there, <laughs> but I had a point. It's, it's, I think what you're saying is just get, ask for help, ask for help. Yeah. Like, don't do it alone. Um, and I think, you know, you and I, you know, we both, we're both still on this entrepreneurial slash social change journey. Um, and we'll continue, continually help each other out. Um, but yeah, so if, if anyone listening or watching, you know, they want to connect, please connect with Samantha, please connect with me. Again, Samantha, thank you so much for being on the show. I can't wait to have you on again. I'm sure. Yeah, we'll we'll have you on again. We'll have different stories, different inspirations. Um, 
but yeah, maybe when the next Women's Leadership Challenge, uh, that next cohort is coming up, we'll have you back on. It's my pleasure, Dominique. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Thank you. All right. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you did, make sure you subscribe to the Positive Success Show and share this episode with three of your amazing friends. And finally, if you haven't yet, please go to my website and subscribe to my weekly newsletter. That's at domnarciso.com. So I can continue staying in contact with you, learning from you, seeing what you need on your entrepreneurial journey. I know it's rough. I know it can be isolating. I know it can be hard. But trust me, if you stick to it, you believe in your own vision, you believe in your own potential, you'll eventually get those wins. And those wins will become bigger and bigger and you'll start doing the impactful work you want to do in the world. Again, thank you everyone so much for supporting the show and being part of the Positive Success community. I can't wait to bring you more content, bring you more awesomeness, bring you more inspiration because I'm fired up. It is only November 2022 and we got 10 more weeks to go till the year ends. I want to make sure that you are feeling inspired for this upcoming year. So make sure, again, you subscribe to my newsletter so I can stay in touch with you. And until next week, remember to be bold, be positive, take action every day.